Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for another opportunity to meet with you. Thank you for your teaching last week. Thank you for speaking to us about what true repentance is. As we meet today, please, Father, meet with us. And at the end of our meeting today, let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I'm going to read Haggai chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. Haggai 1, 12 to 13. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, with all the remnants of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the presence of the Lord. Then Haggai the Lord's messenger spoke the Lord's message to the people, saying, I am with you, says the Lord. We looked at verse 12 last week, and we spoke about the true meaning of true repentance. In verse 13, the Bible says, Then Haggai sent a message from God to the people. It was after their act of repentance that God sent that message to them. And what was their act of repentance? The Bible says they obeyed the voice of God. They heeded Haggai's word, which means that they acknowledged that he was speaking God's word to them, and they worshipped and reverenced God. So after this act of repentance, Haggai now spoke to the people. You will recall that Haggai had initially been speaking only to Zerubbabel and the high priest, who were the leaders of the people. But the moment they all came to repentance, Haggai now spoke to the people. Haggai is here referred to as the Lord's messenger. From this description of Haggai, we can equate the Lord's messenger to be a prophet. The Bible tells us about how angel Gabriel went to deliver a message. He declared a message to Zechariah, that is the father of John the Baptist. And in Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 to 9, Paul wrote and said that even if an angel were to bring a message that God has not delivered, that that person should be accursed. So the Lord's messenger can be a prophet and can be an angel. In fact, in Revelations chapters 2 and 3, the Bible used the terminology angel of the church in reference to the leaders or the pastor of each of the seven churches in Asia at the time. Then again, if we go back to verse 13 of Haggai chapter 1, the Bible tells us there that Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message. The Lord's messenger will only speak the Lord's message. If a person is not the Lord's messenger, that is, is a false messenger, he will speak his own message. In Jeremiah chapter 23, I will read verse 21 and verse 25. And I read verse 21. This is God speaking. He says, I have not sent them, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. In verse 25, again God says, I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. We see that a false messenger does not receive a message from God. They speak from the imagination of their hearts. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 to 21, and chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. 
For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Then I move to chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. So we see that prophecy does not come by the will of man. Prophecy comes because the Holy Spirit is moving the person to speak the word of God. But then the Bible records that just like you had false prophets in the Old Testament, you will have false teachers today. They are not teaching the word of God. They are teaching something from their own mind. And their teaching is destructive to the souls of men. Their teachings encourage blasphemy. Their teachings elevate covetousness and other vices in the hearers. So because we know that there are false teachers amongst us and teachers who have a message from God, we want to ask a question today. How can I know a false messenger? We are going to do quite a bit of scripture reading because we do not want anyone to be confused by anyone at all. So let's read Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 21 to 22. And if you say in your heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. This is God speaking to Israel through Moses. And he says the way to know a false messenger or a false prophet is whatever that person says that God told him. If it doesn't come to pass, that person is a false messenger. And here we are talking of somebody who is making a categorical statement like it will rain tomorrow and it does not rain tomorrow. Then you know that that person is a false messenger. But if he says it will rain tomorrow, but if you pray it will not rain, then you cannot hold him on that. But sometimes the person will speak a word, it will come to pass. So how do we detect him at that point in time? Let me read Deuteronomy chapter 13 from verse 1 to verse 3. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Sometimes some of these false prophets have a way of getting information about you. And then they declare it as though it's a prophecy. It is because they want to deceive you into going to do something else. And God is saying, that if that person gives a word of prophecy and it comes to pass, it is not enough for you to follow him if he says, come, let us go and worship another God. So we find that a false messenger not only speaks a word that does not align with the word of God, but 
he also misleads people to serve other gods. So if you come across someone like that, who is giving you a message, it seems like it is right, it seems like it's from God, yet he is now directing you to go and do something that is contrary to the word of God or to get you to go and worship something that is not God, you must desist from following that person. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19 to 20, so Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. A true messenger of God will speak a message that is always correct. Say something will happen, it will happen. But a false messenger may be correct sometimes, but incorrect many times. If you have a clock that has stopped working, and maybe it stopped at 11 o'clock, that clock will always be correct two times a day. 11 o'clock in the morning and 11 o'clock at night. But at other times, it will be wrong. And that is how a false messenger is. His messages may be right once or twice, but most of the messages are wrong. In John chapter 16, from verse 13 to 14, this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Every message from God points to Jesus Christ. If a person says he's speaking the word of God, and that word is not pointing to Jesus Christ, that message is a false message, that person is a false messenger. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 19 verse 10 that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when somebody is speaking and says he's prophesying, it must be a testimony about Jesus. Otherwise, that prophecy is false. For example, if somebody comes to prophesy to you that you will be rich, the question is, why are you going to be rich? If your wealth it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ or the kingdom of God, that messenger is false. That message is false. Let's read 1 John chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. But by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. The Bible is telling us that there are many false prophets in the world today, and we should not fall for their tricks. And so he says that when we want to assess these people, we should find out what they are teaching. If they say that Jesus Christ has not come yet in the flesh, that is a false messenger. There are many messages today that keep telling us that Jesus Christ has not really come. He is going to come later. Sometimes they say he did not die in the flesh. He, he did not really die. It was a spiritual thing. All those messages, anybody preaches such a message is a false messenger. In Matthew chapter 7, from verse 15 to verse 20, the Bible says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. 
Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. The Lord Jesus Christ is warning us again that we should beware of false prophets. He says they come as though they are one of us. They come dressed in sheep's clothing, but inside of them, they are dangerous wolves. He says you will know them by their fruit. These people live contrary to the teachings and lifestyle of Jesus. They are covetous, they are proud, they are boasters, they are ungodly, and so on and so forth. You will know them by the way they live. According to 2 Peter 1, 19-21, which we already read, the Bible tells us that no part of Scripture is meant for private interpretation. So anybody who comes and says that he has an interpretation that has no scriptural basis, that person is a false messenger, that interpretation is a false message. So false messengers usually always want to give an interpretation that has no basis in Scripture. They are the kind of people who will tell you that an angel gave them an interpretation which is not in the Bible and told them that is a fresh revelation that is yet to come. Don't forget that the Bible says that at the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. It means that the Bible has interpretation for everything that is inside the Bible. As you read the Bible from start to finish, you will begin to see the interpretation of some things in one part of the Bible in another part of the Bible. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 5 and verse 6, speaking about false prophecies, they are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You will find out that a false message from a false messenger is always loved by the world. In fact, I think it's in John chapter 15 from verse 18 or so. The Lord Jesus Christ said that when we preach the true gospel, the world will not want to listen. In fact, they will hate us because we preach the truth. But the false messenger, because he wants to have a crowd, will preach a false message so that he can get more and more people coming in. And if you look at those people who are coming in, they are not Christians at all. In Jude chapter 1 verse 4, Jude is just one chapter, so verse 4 of Jude. The Bible says, For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. From what Jude has written, he is saying to Ross that these false messengers bring a message called a message of grace, but that message is actually a message of permissiveness. It is a message that allows you to live in sin. It is a message that allows you to do wrong things. And then they say it is a message of grace. The Bible says that the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. The grace of God teaches us to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. So we must understand when we hear this kind of things that we know that these things are false messages and they are from false messengers. So as I close now, let me just go through what we have discussed. Number one, a false messenger's message will not come to pass. 
Secondly, a false messenger will want to lead you to worship other gods besides God. Thirdly, a false messenger's message may seem to be correct sometimes, but more often than not, they are incorrect messages. Fourthly, a false messenger's message does not lead you to Jesus Christ. It will lead you to something else, but not Jesus Christ. Fourthly, a false messenger does not accept everything that the Bible says about Jesus. Fifthly, a false messenger's nature manifests things that are contrary to the teachings and lifestyle of Jesus. Sixthly, a false messenger claims to have private interpretation of scripture. Seventhly, the only people who are excited about the message of the false messenger are people of the world. And finally, the messages of false messengers always lead us to permissive and ungodly living. So why have we studied this today? Three important reasons. Number one, to help us identify false messengers. Number two, to help us avoid false messengers and their messages. And number three, to help us not to listen to the false messenger or his messages. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the teaching today. Put deep in our hearts these things that we have learned so that we can identify false messengers and their messages so that we can avoid them and shut our ears from their messages. Thank you, Everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.